0: This is the Gear Patrol Podcast. In this episode, editor Eric Limer, in charge of our tech coverage, offers a seriously huge amount of advice about auditing and cutting down on your electricity usage. I personally learned a ton from our chat and have actually made some changes myself. For example, I think I might be a surge protector nerd now. Not totally sure, but. Hopefully, this one helps you, too. I'm Nick Caruso, and I'm glad you're here. Let's get started. Eric, it was in the mid-90s here in Brooklyn over the weekend. Uh, you're in Queens, not far enough away for the temperature to be different.
1: I was like, it's in the mid-90s. Yeah, like 25 years ago.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah, it's we're 90s yeah. kids. In more ways than one. Yeah, uh, I hate hate super hot weather, and I also hate seeing my electricity bill spike every June when I turn on my window AC unit uh, to try to, in vain, to cool down my apartment. But you have some tips recently published. Three of them, to be specific, uh, to pare down that bill a lot. What are they?
1: Yeah. So uh, so this was a this was a story that we put together uh, for the magazine um and uh and yeah it's it's something that i've been uh interested in for uh, i mean a couple of reasons that we'll get into like i mean obviously there's the first very practical reason of you know of, tr- of trying to cut down on your electricity bill right and so the the three things that we sort of hit on there's there's like uh these are sort of like broad pieces of advice that have a little bit more nuance in each mm-hmm. one of them that i'm sure we'll get into um but mainly yeah. just comes down to the easiest things that you can do um, is uh, is just just take a audit of your of your gadgets and and make sure that you know various power saving modes are enabled, especially for uh, mm-hmm. big things with big screens like a TV. Um, the other thing is to uh, to make sure that like you're not using gadgets that are overkill for uh, for certain purposes. Um, the sort of like main one there is like. Uh, the power draw of say a, a game console like a you know Xbox or a PlayStation is way higher than that of a uh, fire stick if you're gonna be streaming stuff, right? And so that's that's something sure. to to keep in mind. Um there's there's some other stuff there. Um and and the third one, uh which is uh one that I I find uh particularly interesting in a way uh nerd way but uh surge protectors search <laughs> protectors are are uh, are great and fun and can be of uh, of great use to you um in making sure that you have control over what your gadgets are doing at any time when they're plugged into the wall like giving you sort of a kill switch um but also just like auditing you know what what you have plugged in at any given time uh and so sure. these these are sort of like meant to be very um like quick quick and easy sort of tips that you can take right now and this sort of big thing overhanging this whole thing which i'm sure you know if you've if you've bought an appliance recently or like looked into energy star stuff having appliances that are up to date is like the most important thing you can do to lower your electricity like full stop like uh having an air conditioner that's not from like you know that doesn't have freon in it because it's from like
0: The mid nineties.
1: Right. Which is what I have, which (laughs) is what we, you know, we have in our apartment. We like have a a very old air conditioner that's, that is very good, but try to use it sparingly because it is a power hog, you know?
0: Is it one of those that, that like goes into the wall? Is it one of those wall things that sticks through? Yeah. I've got, I've got holes. I'm looking at the hole for mine or in my apartment. That's like blocked Mm -hmm. over very, very obviously like a do not (laughs) use situation. Um, you you kind of made the point to me uh, before we started talking that you can do all of this stuff. It's not necessarily going to save you thousands of dollars next week. This is this is sort of a more long term goal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the thing is is that like a lot of this stuff, there are situations where you can reduce a gadget's power consumption by like a lot. You know, by a, mm-hmm. percentage wise but that you know depending on what the cost of energy is around you and like the time of day right. and like how much energy that right. thing really uses yeah it, you may not see it like Mm-mm. reflected in your your energy bill by like a huge savings amount i think i i i think about this to turn into sort of a tech hippie here but this is a
0: good yeah, this it. is a
1: good lens to like be mindful about your technology and the way that you engage with it like modern technology Mm -hmm. is like designed in such a way as to be very like nice and flashy when you're using it and then to Mm -hmm. be very unobtrusive and fade into the background when you're not uh which is great for for certain purposes and times um but it can also like lead you to sort of forget what's going on and and doing an audit sort of like this from a you know energy perspective can lead you in other directions so like for me an example is and it's it's in the story talking about you know xbox power saving mode um yeah and for me going and turning the xbox into its power saving mode you know a good thing to do uh it also made me realize of being like Mm, yeah, I do have this Xbox plugged in and always on mode as though I'm playing it all the time and really I'm not playing it that often. Also, I'm subscribed to uh Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. when was the last time I booted up one of those games? And maybe removing this fifteen dollar a month bill, uh unobtrusive bill for my life is gonna be a right. gonna have a bigger impact in that power saving mode. But they're but they're sort of, of a piece in that like they both come from this sort of like thoughtful interaction with the, the gadgets that are sort of like, you know, sometimes trying to hide from you (laughs) that they're, that they're doing stuff.
0: They're happening in the background. Yeah. This another thing that you brought up is, um, very much relevant for this kind of processes. You, you referred to it I think as like the Marie Kondoing of not just your stuff, but just kind of like how you use your stuff. And, um, Energy saving modes is a good start. I like that it's the first mm-hmm. tip. I wasn't aware even that Xboxes and and modern consoles have like that always on mm-hmm. thing. I assume that so it doesn't boot up right away or it doesn't have to like go through a boot up process. Yeah, so
1: I mean it's for. So I'm I'm a uh, Xbox user, so that's like my. My touchstone I'm, I think most of this stuff also applies to the PlayStation but yeah so like the Xbox has it came with the Xbox started with the Xbox one which was like also trying to be a cable yeah. box or whatever but i I believe it defaults to this always on mode where it's in a sleep mode that's like a low it's a pretty low power thing but that means that when you turn it on it doesn't have to boot up and it means that it can like download yeah. you know updates and stuff for you in the background which is great but in another way is sort of this similar thing of like especially if you have like a data cap um you know maybe you don't want the xbox to download all you know 300 gigabyte updates to whatever um yeah etc so like uh there's there's a it's good it's good to to audit these things in your life like generally um and the lens of like what is t- using power is a very useful useful uh lens to look at that through because it's like well everything you know in one way or another.
0: Yeah. And yeah, you could you could turn that function off and just like wait till you go over to your buddy's house and plug into his wall and download <laughs> everything using his electricity. It's another way to save energy.
1: There are basically two different kinds of energy saving modes as, as far as like objects that are plugged into your wall go Um, this also sort of applies to mobile gadgets but when it comes to like electricity bill uh, that those don't really factor in cleanly but so you have a situation with like the xbox the there you have the always on mode where it stays on so we can do this stuff in the background um uh and then you can you can have it in energy saving mode it'll it'll actually turn off when you're not using it and it'll have to boot up or whatever but so that is that is like you know the difference between something have being on a sleep state and something being off and so so that's like the sort of one thing of just being like, well, how often do I use this thing if I don't use it that often, I can just turn it all the way off. Um, the other sure. thing, and this is where like TVs come in, TVs mm. have energy saving modes that will behave that way of sort of like auto off. You can set TVs with like sleep timers and stuff where it's like if you fall asleep with yeah. a TV on, maybe that's like useful to you. But they there are also these other, this other uh, benefit that you can have is like, maybe you don't need X variable of your TV at full blast all the time. So, like, for example, like, your TV is going to take more energy being on maximum brightness, which is going to make it easier to see if you're in a very bright room. But what you can do is you could also Mm -hmm. turn down the brightness on your TV and, like, close the curtains, and you're going to end up with the same sort of – you're going to have the same relative contrast in your home, but your, you know, TV isn't going to be on, like – isn't going to be using all of that – uh energy to fight the sunlight that you could just like block with some curtains, you know.
0: And you can also cut down on freeloaders and your like your neighbors just using binoculars to watch the game. <laughs> yes. Before we got into all this, you you mentioned Energy Star and that is that is not the same thing. I want to kind of make that distinction. Energy Star is not like a mode. That is a certified uh product. Right. By the yeah. government.
1: Yeah, so Energy Star is like a I, I actually i don't have the specifics exactly on hand of like how they uh whether energy star is a binary thing or whether whether there are like tiers of energy star but essentially energy star appliances use less electricity right so this this is something that we didn't really right. get into um in the piece too uh too deeply uh because it's sort of a whole of the can of worms but the but yeah especially when you're dealing with like big appliances um, that is the situation where like you do some of your own research on this if it's something that's feasible for you to do but when you have large appliances that are a constant power draw um, you know if you have like a a refrigerator from forever ago replacing that with a newer more modern refrigerator that requires either either requires less power or has better insulation or both yeah um, which you know it would be upgrading from a non-energy star appliance uh, from the mid '90s uh, to a uh, uh, <laughs> to a, a modern day energy star appliance. Like that's that's where you get into like actually big savings, which is an investment. Like it's not cheap. Um, which then the scope right. of this post was was a little bit more cheap stuff. But but if you you know if you do do that, you can save a lot of money, in such that like some of these upgrades arguably pay for themselves. Sort of sidebar hot tip there, but uh, about refrigeration specifically. Here's here's a, a nerd fact, but uh, chest freezers wildly energy efficient, uh, especially when they like open from the top, uh, because since since yeah. cold air sinks, like when you open a chest freezer. Uh, none of the air gets out, so it doesn't have to like cool that often, uh, versus like, you know, your refrigerator, when you open the door, all of the cold air like effectively falls out of it. Um, but so right. chest freezers, they're good.
0: You could also, I suppose you could probably turn a refrigerator on its back too, but that might be a little more, your ketchup would go all Yeah, horribly. that
1: seems like a, a, more of an engineering project than a life hack.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, I did look up a little bit on energy star so it's a program run by the epa um essentially they use just like super transparent evidence-based criteria to uh certify products uh those big ones especially yeah and they save i mean it saves billions of kilowatt hours and billions of dollars um so but that also that's a kind of a good segue into the the second tip of yours, which I and I think that the heading on that was something like the right tool for the job. What does this mean? Is this a calculus is this a specific products you're recommending?
1: Uh, it's a little bit of both um so uh, so th- there's a couple of products in this story but which are sort of examples as much as they are like specific recommendations so I sort of run through what we were talking about uh, we alluded to this one before but um you know especially when you're using, doing a lot of uh screen stuff uh watching a lot of uh you know tv or whatever um thinking about thinking about being mindful about the the way all of the pieces of equipment that are used in that process uh is can can pay off so uh the the sort of like energy star fact that sort of kicked kicked off this and got me down this road was that um, the uh, using a, a streaming stick or uh, built in software on a smart TV, um, because they're mm-hmm. low power draw uh, can can reduce the amount of power you're using when you're streaming something by by up to 15 times right. Um, so like Whoa. significantly. Now this is this is another one of those situations where it's like, yeah, it's 15 times and that but it is something to think about, um, you know, when it when it comes to like, what, what products you're using? And uh, for what? Um, and I, I think a sort of, uh, additional thing here is thinking about whether you're, you know, using the TV, uh, versus, you know, whether you're watching something on your phone or on a tablet, these, these smaller devices that, um, require a lot less power than a TV by virtue of the fact that they're, um, a lot smaller. Obviously there's, you know, a great benefit to, you know, watching TV with a spouse or, or roommates or whatever. But if you're watching something on your own, it, it might be a better idea for you to watch it on a, a smaller screen like a like a uh like an iPad or um or mm-hmm. or something uh similar.
0: I, I don't have kids, but if I did, making them put on a play for you is way cheaper energy-wise, right? <laughs> you just give them a couple juice boxes and send them off to Absolutely.
1: the races. Absolutely. I mean well one of the things about that that like again this just comes back to sort of being aware about things and like the way that some of these gadgets try to fit themselves into your life that you should maybe like it's good to put up a little bit of resistance to um my house we use a chromecast uh for our streaming and we we've used it for a long time use it for basically everything chromecast will do this thing where um, you, you boot up, the, you turn on the TV, you boot up the Chromecast, you Chromecast something, you stop casting it, and then when you're not casting, the Chromecast will um, show you a rotation of like lovely pictures on your television screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I realized is that like, uh, without you know conscious effort to be like, oh, we shouldn't leave the damn TV on all the time, uh, that was like an incentive to be like, oh, we stopped casting something, and like the TV would stay on for like hours, you know? Um, And it was just something that, like, oh, noticing that was like, oh, okay, maybe we should like turn off the TV, but also being like, oh, you know, we could also, instead of like staring at a TV that's not on, we could be like listening to music or something, you know?
0: Um, One thing at a time, you know, you don't want to get in over your head. Uh, But now actually would be a good time to take a quick break for an ad. We'll be right back. You also mentioned a few other products. I mean, I think a, a very obvious one in terms of efficiency are LED light bulbs, and you mentioned not not just getting LED light bulbs, but you actually mentioned some sort of like a dad products in here too, right?
1: Yeah, so the LED light bulbs are LED light bulbs are great. Uh, at this point, I think you know, we're fortunate to be living in a place where not just like physically, but like in a place as a society where I think LED light bulbs are pretty much all that you're going to get. LED light bulbs are good, Um, you know, and for people who are into it, smart, smart home stuff in general is very cool for people who are into it. Um, and for people who want to be able to change the light temperature of the, of the lights in the room on the phone or um, I think there's some some really good practical use cases about being able to control things in your house uh, from other places uh, but I think it's also I also like to highlight uh, the, the sort of dumber smart gadgets which are still uh, very cool and in some some ways I think cooler and more practical uh so so one of the things i i call that in this post is just that like um there's a number of different uh companies that make these uh but just like there are motion activated led light bulbs right that are light bulbs that have a motion sensor built into them um and so they are smart in a way that doesn't like require you to pair them with your phone over bluetooth um but are a very simple solution for like you know Uh, this is again we're hitting on a theme here because this feels very like mid 90s to me Uh, but like you can take these light bulbs which you know don't cost much more than the average light bulb I don't know how much light bulbs go for these days it's been a while since I bought them because LED light bulbs last forever you're like an out-of-touch billionaire
0: with like milk prices yeah
1: right (laughs) how much could it cost Michael $20 Um, but, but yeah so I mean these light bulbs are a quick or a a simple solution to like you know you just screw this into the fixture and it will turn on for 30 seconds if somebody comes close to it and then turn off when it's gone which i think like as not sophisticated as that is that is very clearly to me the best use case for having lights in garages and basements and other places that you don't um that you you know you don't frequent and you don't want to leave the light on forever which you know with led light bulbs leaving the light on forever also isn't that bad a thing as it used to be but still
0: this is probably tmi for anyone listening and i this will be the first to go if if i decide to when i'm editing but you and i both have probably experienced the same motion sensing light bulb problem uh in the gp office mm, do you yeah, know yeah, the, what yeah. i'm talking about Right, right, right. The bathrooms yeah, yeah. They, you gotta, just go off. You got to keep moving in the bathroom, like,
1: otherwise the lights will turn off on you. But it's absurd.
0: It's like it's like fifteen seconds or something. It's like, it's yeah. like you you get in there, you turn around, and and it's darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's over. <laughs> this is how I go out. So let's get to the the one you said I believe up top. You said was fun, and that's surge protectors, right?
1: Yeah, I might I might have said fun. You did say uh, fun,
0: Yeah,
1: but. Uh, yeah I mean, the thing about search protectors is like to go back to you know this this the recurring theme here of like you know sort of, of of thinking about the the products that are in your life and the way that you're interacting with various technology uh search protectors are actually like the junction point for looking at that because it's where everything attaches to the law right right like uh sort of like the the energy saving thing here is that um there are uh what you may heard may have heard. Uh, referred to as vampire loads which are basically um, when devices are plugged into uh, into a wall that essentially they, they pull they pull electricity uh, whether or not they are being used right and um, and they can pull over over a long period of time if you have a lot of things plugged into a wall all of these little things pulling energy that they're not using can uh, can add up to um, pretty significant, uh, amount. So I I found a something from the uh National Renewable Energy Laboratory um which is a uh sort of akin to uh Energy Star, but estimated that vampire loads can can cost you up to like $200 a year. Whoa! um and so surge protectors are useful there because it's like you can turn off a surge protector, right? And then you are you are physically being like you know cutting it off. And there's one thing uh, going to the wall, and you can unplug the surge protector, right? Yeah. Um. And so you can you can limit the amount of um, of devices that are, are pulling these sort of vampire loads.
0: That's there's a lot in there, right? Like you're you're literally just throwing away that money if uh, you leave these things plugged in. Um, and I think listeners would be forgiven. Uh, for thinking, I I hope they would be because this is what I have thought for a long time until very recently when I I was sort of turned on to these, no pun intended, to these uh, kind of surge protectors is that I've just kind of always thought of a surge protector as a power strip. Like it makes more outlets for more stuff. Um, Turning off a a surge protector is one option, but you have other suggestions, right? Like things that just do this for you.
1: Right, so yeah so there there are there's actually a a decent amount of surge protectors that have various different smart use cases mm-hmm. uh to varying degrees like there are there are straight up smart search protectors right That have an app on your phone that you can um you know control remotely yeah but there are there are simpler ones sort of like i was talking about with the light bulb that are you know dumber smart tech um but uh a, a uh one of the ones that i um I mentioned a couple in this story, but there are power strips that have uh, what are known as like master controlled outlets. Yeah. Um, And so you'll have a power strip that has the one commander outlet, right, that you would like plug the TV into. Okay. And the power strip can actually detect whether or not there is a a power draw coming on to the TV or not. It can tell whether the TV's on. And these power strips will say, oh, the TV's on. Let me enable all of these other. sub outlets right so the idea there would be like yeah you plug your tv into the the command outlet uh and then you plug you know your stereo system your um you know game console or whatever Mm -hmm. into the subordinate outlets uh and so like all of the things will go off and on um Without you having to like manually like control these little things, right? Um, and another power strip that has a a surge protector. Um, well, let me do a sidebar here. Like the difference between a power strip and a surge protector um, is that a power strip does do what you described before, which is um, duplicates outlets, right? And surge protectors have some sort of mechanism in them to protect mm-hmm. from surges, mm-hmm. right? When so that, uh, you know, if if a lot of power comes through the wall for whatever reason, you know, a lightning strike, some other sort of power problem, uh, that the surge protector takes the hit, not your devices. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, another another surge protector uh, thing was the uh, Trickle Star motion sensor power strip, which is a power strip with a motion sensor what? on it. Um, so, I mean, this is the sort of thing where it's like, this is maybe also best used for like a you know garage sort of basement um, situation something like that. Uh, I was looking at these and some of these programmable power strips, they're re- because they're relatively low tech. The the amounts of like delays you can set on them are are sort of limited. But the Trickle Star here you you can um you can set. Uh, You can set it so that, you know, outlets go off after a period of of stillness, you know, between like a minute and a half an hour. Um, And so, you know, how exactly you can use that, I don't know. It it would depend a lot on like the specific use case, but it's an option that's out there. That was was one of the things that I came across here um, that I thought was like the most interesting and unique from a like uh, option offered. But yeah, I was struggling to find a... Uh, a a place where it was like, oh, this is the obvious application for that in my life. But I'm confident that somebody has that. Uh, yeah. And if it's you, I want to hear from you. I want to know what the person is who has a brilliant idea for this or who has a, a extremely weird life. Uh, either one is like <laughs> cool.
0: Yeah, if yeah, if you like constantly move while you're watching TV and you have a motion sensor power strip, by all means. Uh, but yeah, I was going to welcome people to... Uh, to chime in too like if you're using any of these types of uh products that are aimed to save energy um or if you have one to rec- uh, suggest to us um interesting use cases or other tips like by all means get in touch we're going to link a buying guide or like a like a yeah like buying advice for power strips or surge protectors rather uh specifically uh, down below. Yeah.
1: So I, this was the the surge protector thing came before this um, this article about saving energy and it was sort of part of what got me thinking along these lines. But um, I it, you may or may not be aware uh, that surge protectors are not um, they, they they do not offer permanent protection. Right. The way a surge protector works is that it has um, it has a a certain um, component in it that essentially like takes the hit uh when you know excess power comes through and it diverts it diverts the the power uh to ground Mm -hmm. um and this is a device that like it can only it can only take that hit so many times right like um you know uh taking taking that energy and diverting it to ground is, is something that necessarily Uh, Diminishes the ability of the search protector to do that thing and so to that end like you know talking about sort of like doing an audit um, a good thing to do is if you don't know when you got your search protector if your search protector has like very important stuff plugged into it um, it's a good idea to replace it um, and and to look at you know, search protectors that have some search protectors have options that they can tell you when they have protection. They have a little light that goes out yeah. uh, when they're running into trouble. And then just the other thing about search protectors, uh, i man, I, yeah, you really do. Do you think this I is know. fun? Huh? It's nuts. I don't understand why time. I find it to be so interesting, but, uh, search protectors come with various, uh, insurance policies, um, which are good to know about. Um, you know, some, some, Search protectors will be like, you know, if this breaks down on you, we will insure thousands of dollars of equipment, uh, which is great. But those, you know, those warranties will run out because search protectors get old with time. Um, And it is a situation where, like, you're getting really deep into the nerd stuff. is like you kind of need to read the manual for your search protector because, like, the warranty stuff is, like – you know, well, this doesn't apply if you're plugging it into a bad outlet, or <laughs> this doesn't apply if you're daisy chaining your surge protectors, etc. But, right. um but yeah, there's some there's some stuff in there that could really save your bacon in a in a in a in an off case. So it pays to know a little bit more about it than you probably do.
0: It's kind of like a lightning does strike twice policy, mm-hmm. right? So I thought that, that was going to make you laugh. That felt like the best mm. joke I had the whole. Episode. Well, no, so it's
1: like if lightning does strike twice, you're on your own uh, because you should have replaced your service <laughs> protector after it struck the first time.
0: That's right. And collected that that sweet, sweet warranty money. Number one, like your top recommendation in terms of, you know, this conversation. Like if someone really wants to cut their bill, be more conscious of this stuff, what what's the first thing you tell them?
1: I think... There's a reason why in this story that the power saving mode stuff uh comes up first and that's because like that is the thing that is the easiest to do. Uh it requires nothing but like a little bit of time and a little bit of knowledge and it sort of like gets you down the road. Yeah. Um the the sort of caveat there is like if your ultimate goal is to like save a bunch of money, um that is not going to that's not going to get you there immediately. It's more of a long-term thing um and if you if you want to use that as a way to you know get some money back fast go and check out the settings and like engage power saving mode on your gadgets and then also ask yourself hmm, do i need this or could i maybe sell it uh that's probably the way to really get your money but uh but uh but yeah i, I think that that is um i'm a big advocate of uh of knowing what's in the settings for your various devices
0: That's solid advice. And, you know, frankly, I've been thinking about, I've just, as we've been talking, I swear I've been listening, Eric, but I'm also kind of like walking through my apartment in my head and like, what can I unplug immediately? So maybe that's a good place uh, for me to start at least. And if anybody else is not sure what their uh, situation is in terms of power draw, do a little survey of your home and start ripping things out of the wall. That's, That's my top tip. (laughs) Uh, so great. That's a great rundown. Again, uh, we're going to link everything down below, but, um, let's save everybody a little bit of electricity and call it quits right here. How about that? Um, Eric, thanks for your insights and your recommendations and uh listeners everything we talked about like i said is going to be linked uh in the show notes below or in the the site post wherever you saw this there is going to be a lot there uh you know i'm ticking through those things in my head too uh so really eager to share all those links um make sure you're subscribed to the gp podcast and if you like this episode and any others in the past and think you might in the future uh give us a five star give us a how about a five star energy Energies five energy star? I don't know quite how to say that. Five so energy stars of, give us
1: f- of review power.
0: <laughs> right. The EPA gave this podcast five energy stars. Uh, so hopefully you can give us five too and jog the algorithm to keep people listening. So uh, like we said earlier, any questions or comments, hit us up on social media. Our uh, handle everywhere is at Gear Patrol. Or you can email me about anything you'd like at podcast at gearpatrol.com. Eric, thank you again. I hope you can uh, weather the mid-90s.
1: Yeah, I did it once. I can do it again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And everyone else, I hope you can stay cool too. Thanks for being here. And until next time, take care.